Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 321, recorded on April 8th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we discuss becoming Pac-Man Dads, E3 2021's digital event, and new Switch updates that mean more than meets the eye. Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here. It's episode 321 of Nintendo Dads. And no, you are not listening to Sega Moms, and you never will be. Sorry. I know there might be a lot of demand for it. We Look, I was really just surprised we got feedback last week. That Surprisingly like, positive feedback. Surprising. Yeah, it was positive feedback. In fact, Chris uh, said uh, that he was wanting to switch his support from our show to the Sega Moms. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we see you, Chris. We don't see have you. to switch support. They're part of the, you know, Nintendo yeah, Dad's family they are podcast. They're part of the Nintendo Dad. That's that is correct. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they're over there with the other podcasts we don't talk about like Dads in the Lights and uh Modern Logic and uh, the, the, these uh, are the podcasts on Earth 3, right? Mom Crossing. Uh <laughs> It just sounds like I'm making fun of you in middle school. Oh, yeah, well, your mom plays Mom Crossing. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It's been a week, guys, but we're glad you're joining us here. It's April 8th, 2021, and joining me tonight on the show uh, are our regular cast of characters minus one. And so, Tim Off, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. I've just uh, been uh, learning how hard it is to try to get back some of the games that I used to have on the PS Vita because of the PS Vita store shutting down and all that kind of stuff. And I've been trying to find physical copies of the game and just, it makes me realize how much I hate the market when things go popular or, you know, and people up the prices on everything. But I know this is not PS Vita dads, but still, you know, it's just realizing that. But going back to Nintendo, though, I did find the same thing with Spirit Tracks because I've been trying to find a copy of Spirit Tracks again because I got rid of that a long time ago and I wanted to get that again. But for some reason, everybody in the world wants Spirit Tracks now. So now it's $140, $180, $200 for a copy of Spirit Tracks. It's kind of like my son, uh, Isaac, (laughs) who's having a birthday today as you listen to this. So happy birthday, son. Happy 14th birthday. Uh, Happy birthday, Isaac. He wanted a uh, Black Series Mandalorian figure. He wanted the uh, one that's the Mandalorian and the child. Yeah. By the way, guess who has all those? Scalpers. Yes. Thanks, scalpers. I don't like scalpers. Because guess what? I'm not paying $140 for a toy that costs $34 at Target. It's because Sorry. they want to sell to collectors, but then that also screws the kids or the people you know who actually you, you, want you know it, you, not necessarily, you know, for collecting purposes. You know how you sell to collectors? Websites with one per customer limits. Yes. There you go. Thank you, uh, Nintendo. Need to learn that. Anyway. <laughs> and Hasbro. Um, yeah, Hasbro <laughs> needs to learn that. Also joining us, uh, speaking of uh, one per customer limit, Jesse Walden. <laughs> how are you good. doing? We good. We had an interesting week. Uh, so of course, the day before Easter, you know, where we had a big Easter lunch planned, our refrigerator decided to crap out. Oh no! It, it got jealous of all the money I've been putting into the pinball machine. That it says no, you oh. need to put money into me now. 
So after a six hundred dollar repair bill, that is now up and running. Apparently, the 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 main the the motherboard of the main computer in the fridge needed to be replaced. Gotcha. My wife said that one of the resistors blew, and I'm like, "Oh, resistance really is futile." Oh, <laughs> I love You're it. Welcome. Yes, thank you. I love it. That's so good. So so bad, but so good. I hate <laughs> that your refrigerator blew up, but I'm glad it did for that moment of cheese uh, on tonight's episode. <laughs> and I promise you that won't be all of the cheese we're going to serve tonight because, uh, folks, it's been a light news week. And so when it's been a light news week, you kind of have to spread it thin uh, <laughs> to make it go a long way. But we're just going to jump right in and talk about uh, all of the stuff that's going on. So why don't we do that? And our news as brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can join into one of the greatest communities on the internet. I'm going to say the greatest. Some people might say it is the greatest, but I'll let them say that. We'll just try to prove it. How about that? Uh, we want to say a huge thanks to our brand new patrons of the show over the last couple of weeks, Nintendo Daddy. Philip and Emily, we want to thank you guys for joining in uh, over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And uh, right now, just like within the last week, Tim has done a fantastic job on our brand new monthly calendar that shows you all our podcasts and events for the month of April. Thanks so much for doing that, Tim. I I love these, by the way. I have fun Uh, putting them together. I think... um, we here's what I think we should do. And 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 if you're listening out there, whether you're watching us live or you're listening a day later, here's what I want you to tell us. All right. I want you to tell us if you want us to do a Nintendo Dads 2022 calendar like this. It would take a little bit of planning, but I'm sure we could put it together, right? Tim, not you're gonna nod. I mean, can yeah. we can we put it together? Of course. I, okay. I yeah. So we could do this. We could sell it. You can hang it on your wall. We could include some Nintendo Dad's art, some Nintendo Dad's centerfolds. We've threatened that for years. but uh. Yeah, I know. We've threatened it. But now it's like Tim has started us down this dark road. It's toxic. I love it. Like a dragon says, sure. (laughs) You know, look, hey, you know what? One month we'll even be ponies. There you go. All of us. I can't wait to see jesse and pony form there we go my my youngest when she was in her pony phase actually drew an oc for me uh, uh we, we we called it cube root and this cutie mark had a radical on his butt i like it i like it my <laughs> cutie mark i've decided a long time ago if i'm ever a pony my cutie mark is just bacon it's like three strips of bacon <laughs> side by side little sizzle yeah there you go uh, but that is not nice. that there will not probably be Nintendo Dad Centerfolds. Well, hey, we can come up with uh with something good. We got some talented artists in the community. Uh mark it down in your notes. Uh you let us know if you want uh if you want that uh kind of thing to hang on your wall next year. Uh let's jump into some news. Speaking of next year, this year E3 has finally announced their plans for 2021. 
and I say next year because they plan to return to a regular show next yeah, year. That was a weird, weird segue. It was okay. a weird segue. Just hush. <laughs> Just hush. It's been a weird week. Um, E3 2021 will be an all-access digital event to the public for free from June 12th through the 15th. Uh, there will also be pre-E3 media days from June 7th through 11th. I'm not sure what that means yet, but they did also announce uh, a healthy collection of companies that we know will be in attendance, which include Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, and Koch Media. Um, previously, or There will be um, or publicly available demos, as rumored, will not be part of this year's E3, or will they? Maybe they'll unveil their $49.95 tier later on. Well, they said they weren't going to do this, but... They said, they say a lot seen, of things. We've seen companies change their minds before. That is correct. Thank you, Jesse, for giving in to the conspiracy just for a minute. Uh, so I just want to say, I think this this sounds like a pretty good event. Uh, I mean, you got Nintendo on board. It, it you got Xbox on board. Has the potential to be a good event? Yes. Yeah, let's say that it has. It sounds like it. It's it has potential. Uh, Nintendo, Xbox on board. Sony has already come out and said we will not attend. No by big the surprise. Way, they by didn't the way, attend can, can I just say this? Either. For all the crap that we heap on Nintendo, uh, which they deserve sometimes. Can we just say, can we just pause a minute right here and say, I don't think that a video game company has had a worse week of PR than Sony has over the last seven days. Y'all agree with that? What PR? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoever was doing their PR probably is not anymore. Uh, it's been, wow. It's no been PR. like the months of March and April for Sony have just not really been. A plus. Anything other than the store, store shutdowns? Because I haven't well, heard of Okay, let, let, let me recount the things I can think of off the top of my head. The store shutdowns, uh, the Avengers uh, save transfer from PS4 to PS5 debacle, um, okay. which Xbox parodied expertly, by the way. Uh, MLB 21 going to Xbox on Game Pass day one for free. Uh, okay. well, and okay. there we, we knew it was coming, we just didn't know it was going to be Game Pass day one, right? And uh, now today reports that Kojima Studios will be locking themselves down with Microsoft possibly, uh, for the next little bit. Well, can I throw this at you though? Uh, keep this in mind. Sorry, X this is turned into PlayStation dads. I'm sorry, Xbox has to do a lot to bring their brand back up from where it was before the series X and S came out. Sure they do. So they have to they have to climb the hill. Sony's on top of that hill because of they've always been selling pretty good at the yeah. top with and they've had really good game launches. So Xbox has to do all this and Sony really doesn't have to. As someone who owns all three and I own an Xbox vicariously uh, I, re I mean, I feel like Microsoft's come out swinging. Yes, they, they, like, so I'm saying they have to, though. Sure. They have to come out and they have to sh show, you know, what they're going to do and what they're going to give to their owners and make up for what they weren't able to do with the previous system. Yeah. From like Kojima's point of view, you know, who infamously worked with Konami, uh, 
you know, I'm sure he started off with the Japan mindset and the rest of the world is back, back, back of the mind, back second base, whatever. I don't know what, what, what metaphor you want to use, but, but now Sony pretty much almost has no presence in Japan. It's not as bad as Xbox, but it's like, like Nintendo has like a 90, 85 to 95% market share from 2020. It's kind of ridiculous. Absolutely. We, we, we haven't seen that type of market share since NES. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I'm glad you kind of use that. We're going to use that as a segue because we're actually supposed to be talking about Nintendo here and not other companies. But, I mean, you know. Well, so uh, the topic is E3, which is a multi-system event. Sure. It's, uh, it is a... Uh, a celebration of all things gaming, right? Uh, and and here's the thing: this is happening, uh, as well as I do believe uh, Jeff Grubb is doing Game Mess again uh, this summer. Uh, he had talked about it before. I, I don't know what he said recently, but I, especially with this, uh, I'm pretty sure kind of funny. We'll do something again this summer. So yeah, overall, is doing something. Yeah, it looks like there's gonna be a, a substantial amount of info this summer. I want to talk about what did Nintendo or, or where does Nintendo go from here? Like Nintendo said, we're in. Right? Doug Bowser tweeted, E3's back. We're going to be there with a digital event. It's going to be awesome. Uh, well, so he, says, he said they'll be there with a video. Doesn't necessarily mean as a direct. Well, that's true. He'll be there with a video. So it could just be him like spinning around in his office chair for an hour. Right, that sounds like something we'd expect from Tommy Tellerico, though. Doug Bowser puppet. That's what we need. <laughs> I <laughs> want a Doug Bowser transformation from human to real Bowser in a suit that MCs the entire video. Yes, yes. There you go. <laughs> yes, that that I'd pay twenty five dollars for that right there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go, uh, Tim. Since you're saying you pay twenty five dollars. What what do you expect Nintendo? We're gonna where are we gonna see from them at E three? Is it gonna be direct? Is it gonna be digital event? Gonna be guns blazing like in past years? Or uh, should we temper those expectations? Uh, we should always temper the expectations. Uh, as a fan, as a fan, I want them to come out with their guns blazing. I want them to show their cards or, you know, to show what they're fighting with against the, you know, PlayStation five and series X and S and all that kind of stuff. What are they doing to combat this, to keep the fans and to back up the words that they've said about this will be a big year for them as far as numbers go. So what is that going to be? What is that surprise going to be? Are we going to hear about a new Nintendo switch uh, before that time or at that time? Are we going to, and then games that go along with it uh, about Zelda, you know, all those things. And then if they, if part of the fee to get into this is to get some access to demos for Nintendo, maybe not all of them, but some of them where you, where you get exclusive type things to be a part. If Nintendo is uh, if backing this and maybe they give like what I'm going with this is maybe there's a swag bag. If you're part, you know, maybe they do that with E3. If you uh, pay the fee to be a part of it, you get a swag bag and maybe Nintendo throws something in there. What is that going to be? That'd be pretty cool. I think and maybe I can actually use that QR code reader thing to get some points for <laughs> Nintendo 
for once, you know. And but um, thing, just so I yeah. thought of just because ESA may not be charging, it doesn't mean that the individual other companies may not put up here. Play these ten demos for three days for five bucks. Well, if they do, can somebody please tell me there's a time limit on them? Because uh, I they would have. The no- I downloaded the Knockout City beta and booted it up tonight. And it's like, well, the beta's over. Thanks, guys. Thanks. They did, Justin, they did say the dates. Like, they did I have the dates on them. the announcement. Yeah. I didn't see them. <laughs> Justin was like, man, this game's pretty good. Why don't you jump in? I was like, I don't have time right now. He, he could have told me. That's it. Blame Justin. Blame Canada. Blame, blind, blame Canada. Exactly. Yep. It's all their fault. He yeah. tried to derail the show from the, at the beginning, and now he's, you know, not He's mentioning dates. me right now in the middle of the show. See, oh, Come on, Justin. What the heck? We love that. Jesse, uh, <laughs> what, are, what are your hopes for E3 from Nintendo? Well, I'm, you know, I'd like, I'd like to see, as I said, they didn't say the words direct. So unless until they do, I'm not expecting one. But I'd, obviously, I'd like to see one. And just because, you know, and they also might have like a would normally be treehouse live footage but also pre-recorded so like maybe instead of a 45 minute direct with like non-stop news maybe 30 minute direct with a 30 minute treehouse segment t- focusing on one or two of the games that they talked about i, I kind of yeah. would like that sort of thing it fits what they've done before where they do a video they do a direct at the beginning and it's focused on one or two games like you said and then the treehouse dives deeper into that with with maybe another surprise during the treehouse. But other than that, it's, yeah, it's usually, you know, a couple big games and, and then whatever the big one is, they do a breakdown of it. A couple of the breakdowns between first party and even third party breakdowns, too. So I forgot about treehouse. That's a good call. I like it. Yeah, I don't. But but is it going to be like treehouse for Paper Mario was treehouse? Where it was like really super awkward. Everybody's at their house. I hope it's live, uh, but digitally, you know. I, I think I, do, I don't think it'll be live. I think it could be pre-recorded in their studios, not necessarily at their homes. You know, but yeah. you know, people have figured out how to do nice recordings, socially distanced and safe, True. in a studio environment. You know, so I that I would hope they do that. I did, I did like the live treehouse though when they at E3 when they had them at E3 I liked the banter yeah, where they were and the discussions on the couch yeah I I could see them doing like Apple has done over the like when they have announced iPhone 12 where they're they're there but it's only them in the room like it's them and the camera crew they're bumped and it's yeah. like hi I'm Doug Bowser or hi I'm Koizumi or hey I'm uh, they're and, indie guy, you know. And people or, come yeah, on in opposite sides of the stage, so there's yes. no direct contact. Or, or op- opposite sides of the stage, or either they're in. That's the only environment that person's in, right? You know, uh, I think Nintendo stands to gain some things through this because um, when when we look at this being a digital event, Nintendo is the king of this right now. Like they it's are had the, the most practice. They are. They've had the most practice. They've had the, they have the most experience. They could really run the ball uh, with this. I think I, I really I expect them to do well. I don't. Here's what I don't know: uh, Do they have the games to back it up? 
do they have the do they have the blockbusters that they need for this to be um uh they make it worth, sound like that will be i mean well well yeah, they're, I, I thought it's still they're still expecting like more a 20 million units sold in 2021 so yeah, they would need true. something up their sleeve well, I thought as we kind of came out of this, because we've, I mean, there's only so much we can say about, hey, Nintendo's going to be there. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I thought we would do a little uh, thumbs up, thumbs down uh, as we uh, as we go. All right. So uh, just, uh, I'm going to say. On if we think it'll game. be there or if we want it there. Yeah. Or... I, like, well, no, like uh, I'm going to say the name of a game or a system or something and uh, thumbs up. Yes, I think it'll be there. Thumbs down. No, I don't. Okay. All right. So uh, here we go. Round one. I'm just for those start. listener for those listeners. We'll say what. Yeah. If we're doing yeah. a thumbs up, I, or that's thumbs a down. good idea, Tim. <laughs> so uh, thumbs up means yes, I think it'll be there. Thumbs down yep. means it will not be there. So I'm just I'm gonna start big. All right. Breath of the Wild two. Yeah. Thumbs up for me. So thumbs up for Jesse. Thumbs up for Tim. Thumbs up for me it, as well. I think that's not, a shoe in. We may not still see a like a large playable demo available yet, but I think that they're going to start having to show a trailer or something soon. Okay, because it's so been a while. This is this is not I a think this thumbs is going to be the, I think the Zelda is going to be the base. Uh, the base of it. The base of it. It's going to be the the big the big guns. Okay. So uh, let, let me, without this being a thumbs up or thumbs down, just yes or no, do we get a release date? No. No, not yet. Not even a year? Yeah, a year, maybe. Maybe maybe they'll say holiday. If it's holiday or next year. If they showed, like, if they showed this Breath of the Wild Sizzle reel, right? Breath of the Wild two, and then at the end it goes to a black screen, and then this, you know, the the like the script it says twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be this I'll holiday. Say, I'll or say holiday twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Metroid Prime four. No. <laughs> Three thumbs down. As much as it hurts me, no. Okay. But then you'll like. Then the you'll like question. this follow up. All right. Metroid Prime Trilogy. I don't know. No. no. I, I I think I I'm, I think I won't agree. No, I think they'll talk about both at the same time. Like when they when they have something more to show. Before, yeah, I think that'll come then out they'll next show year. One through three. So well. it's so you think it's going to be a hey Metroid Prime Four uh, is real close to being done. We'll tell you more at the first of twenty twenty two. But until then, you can play Metroid Prime Trilogy. When it launches in January of 2022, yeah, I don't like even that. think I don't even think they'll do that because I don't think it'll. I don't think they're going to go into the Metroid time frame uh, span until they get closer to releasing four. Okay, so yeah, if uh, four is ready to release within a year, then they'll start releasing Metroid stuff. Yeah, and I think when they first mention trilogy, they'll have a date for trilogy right away. Okay, maybe even a uh, out now. It may be an out now. I would love. I would love to be really right. That is the type I of really game think they would, that uh, would be an out now. I think they would garner a lot of goodwill with an out now, don't you? Yeah, I I might cry tears of joy. And if the game has been <laughs> sh- sitting on a shelf for two and a half years, okay, it better be out now. <laughs> All right, um, 
this one's going to be a little more uh, nebulous, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out here. Uh, more cloud games announced for Nintendo Switch. Yes, there's I, probably I, at I, least one. I think yes, but not in a Nintendo show. Ooh, that's a good point. The other shows are going to be happening too. I think they people, that's true. Those third so parties will do the their own. So Tim yeah. and I say thumbs up. Nintendo uh, Jesse says thumbs down for Nintendo's presentation. Yes. Okay. But right. could be but could be mentioned in other people's presentations. Sure. Yeah, it depends uh, on Brothers. when Nintendo does Brothers theirs games. too. Like if it it depends on when Nintendo's is. Usually okay. they're one of the first ones, but I think maybe well, Nintendo would mention it in their the video. Ones. All right, right. Let me, Nintendo let me may throw... mention it in their video, and then the third party would dive deeper into it in their own. Okay. Let me throw let me throw the the last one at you. And here is the I know this you knew this was coming. Switch Pro. No, I don't think they're going to mention that at E three. That will likely be if they if it comes out in November, they won't talk about it until September. They want Tim? people to still buy switches. Tim says yes. Thumbs up. I'm going think, thumbs up too because I think that's going to do a part of their presentation is going to be dealing I, with that. I think that that's part of their 20 million this year strategy because they don't just say Nintendo Switch, they say Nintendo Switch family, correct? Yeah. Well, Switch Lite's part of the family too. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree as part of their is, 20 million plan. I just don't think they'll talk about it at E3. I think it's one. I think it's one more thing. Like I think it's the. It's a, I think like it's I'd the say if they do they mention it, it'll be the one more thing, and it'll be a quick. It's it's going to be. Hey, by the way, we're going to tell you more about this in September. Yes. <laughs> and 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 I, I would I would say with that here here's here's what I think to tail in. What we're talking, what we, the very first thing we're talking about, hey, we're going to tell you more about that in September. And you can probably also surmise that's when Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out, too. Yeah. The holiday type thing. Yeah. Can it's I add one more? Date. Can I add one more back to your Metroid yeah, thing? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So I know Metroid is, I think we're probably a couple of years still away from Metroid Prime 4. And leading up to it, there's going to be games like the trilogy. I'm sure they might do. But I th- also think there's still some 2D Metroids we're owed. And could be given. And I, do you oh, guys give us? Uh, oh yes. Do thumbs gonna, up or thumbs just, down? I, anytime you talk about two D Metroid, I'm going thumbs up. I don't care. If, <laughs> I don't care if I look foolish or not. This is two thumbs. Uh, which yes. reminds me, I want to add another game to what okay. I played this week. Jesse, thumbs up or thumbs uh, 2D down? Two D Metroid. I I would like to see a two something more two D. Yeah. Preferably yeah. nothing new versus a remake, but uh, I'm I'm thinking there will be a, a 2D Metroid game, whether that's a port of the 3DS game or a, a new 2D game. Uh, Can we please finally get Metroid Dread, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can we please find out what happens after Metroid Fusion? No, it People is not. Were dreaded for some by people, the game. Some people do dread Metroid Other M, uh, but. <laughs> For different reasons. Yes. Um, well, guys, we want to hear your thoughts on what you think is going to happen at E3. Hit us up on our Twitter account. That's at Nintendo Dads. Uh, or shoot us an email. We'll read it on next week's show. Uh, what do you think Nintendo's bringing to... And what do you think about our thumbs up, thumbs down predictions? We'd love to hear about that as well. 
Before we move on, I am kind of concerned when they said pre-E3 media days on June 7th through 11, because I can't take a week and a half off of work. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have to choose which week I want to take off. So I'm like, right. oh, I'm going to have to take the week off of the 12th and then, or, you know, and the, then hope second you're right. week. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so if things start happening, that's, that's newsworthy before my vacation, I'm going to have to deal with it. I am also busy June 7th through 11th, so nothing good can happen that week. I'm just saying. I'm hoping we'll get more details on what that entails, the pre-media days and all I that kind of I kind of feel like it's going to be like, hey, guys, here's everything we're going to show June 12th through the 15th. Go ahead and have your articles written. We'll tell you when to drop them. <laughs> okay, so am I, I, I did wrong? Put, so, <laughs> I, mean, I did put... I did put in my vacation time in already for the second Friday through the third Friday in June. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, this week, out of the blue, Nintendo launched a brand new Battle Royale game. You can play it right now. Jesse? Oh, yeah, that's right. Pac-Man 99 is now available on Nintendo Switch. It was announced on Tuesday evening, uh, Was became available. Servers went up on Wednesday evening, free-to-play with Nintendo Switch uh, online subscription. Uh, I think all of us here have downloaded it. Um, just before we get into some details about some additional things you can get with the game, what do you guys think? Jesse, go ahead. Go first. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I did a stream of, of, of about an hour of it yesterday, and I, you know, I liked it at first, but at the end, I was kind of getting sick of it already. And uh, I, so, well, so we'll we'll go over what the how they're monetizing the game in a bit, but like as soon as I put in my money, I, I almost instantly regretted it, just because. <laughs> Part of it is of the, the monetization is additional themes, and so that the themes change the board, uh, not the layout, but the coloring, like what materials they the board's made out of, you know what the characters are. Like if you're the Ga- if you're Galaga, you're the ship against some of the aliens running around. So. But if you're not used to what those look like, they easily get lost in the noise of st- stimulation that the game gives you. Uh, yeah, Especially when that, you're later on in the game and you'll just run into an enemy without it, without seeing it come. Yeah, I, Jesse, I, I love the way you described that. I think noise is a great way to describe what's going on in the game. Um, for those of you who have not played it yet, uh, Pac-Man 99 is a Battle Royale style Pac-Man game. Uh, where you face off against 98 other people, seeing who can survive in the Pac-Man maze the longest. Uh, so it plays just like the Pac-Man you remember, with the exception of being able to uh, do some targeting like the 99 games are known for, uh, but with an added power-up element as well. That, Just to be honest, uh, I only figured out tonight thanks to some posts on Twitter. Uh, and so you're running around in the maze, you're, you're eating the, the power packs or the power pills, you're chomping on ghosts, but when you eat fruit, uh, well, at the beginning of the game, there's two lines of what are called sleeping ghosts that you can eat, and it adds them to a train behind a random ghost. Uh, and when you get the power pill, 
Now you can eat through that entire line and it sends them to the target that you've selected, either people close to knockout, people who have been uh, hunting you or, or sending things to you, countering someone's moves or just random. Uh, and the pills and the little dots and everything that you eat are finite until you eat another fruit that you know pops up after a certain time and it replenishes everything, including the sleeping ghosts, and you kind of keep the process going. It's it's almost like a bonus multiplier, right? But as people eat ghosts, it's sending something called jammer packs to your screen or jammer pac-man, which are these outline, white outline pac-man who slow you down when they touch you and make you easier to be caught. And the thing is, is if, if a lot of people are, are, are targeting you, Jesse, the noise, the word noise is exactly right. Cause those things are going all over the screen. There's ghosts flying everywhere. It's really easy to die. And, and yes. I, I don't know, like the description I'm telling you, I hope one of the things I'm, I, that you're seeing is these games move extremely fast. Like this is not a match of Tetris 99 where if you make it down to the final, you know, 10, you've been in the game like 10 minutes. You can play multiple games of Pac-Man 99 in 10 minutes. Uh, it's not like Mario 35 where, you know, if you're good at it, you're going to be in there a while. Uh, I, this, this game is no respecter of persons. <laughs> like it just, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anybody who's like truly good at this. Um, but yeah, like I like it, but then I noticed the the monetary component of it that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. And I will say, like, I've spent money on Tetris 99, but I don't know that I'm willing to spend money on Pac-Man 99. Tim, yeah. what, what about you? What, what do you think? I've been, I've been enjoying it. I didn't spend any money on it this time because uh, I learned my lesson from um, some other games that came out recently, like Apex. <laughs> not to spend money so quickly on the game and then realize I'm not going to be playing it as much. Um, I'll, I'll eventually go back to apex, but anyways, Pac-Man 99, I dove in and I'm actually having a lot of fun. It's a nice, quick, fast paced game. You can get some quick games out of the way and, you know, like two, three minutes, maybe I think, uh, depending on how long you last. Uh, but yeah, I was having a lot of fun just jumping in and I didn't spend anything. The only thing that I ran into that I found an issue is uh controller, you know, using the D-pad and not finding out till later, you know, how to change that in the settings to to using the joystick. I, I still want to try that. But I've been realizing that my trying to find a good D-pad, I thought the pro controller had a good D-pad, but not for Pac-Man. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I that's a, I noticed it. You, you can see if you watch my video, you'll see. I complain about it, and I switch yeah. over to going Joy-Cons. Andre Game Explain made a video complaining about it, and yes. he showed how to how to adjust the controls to use joystick. But yeah, I've been using the RGB, you know, uh, Binbach controllers, and uh, I'd, the I'd D-pad. Want, I'd want to use my D-pad just, Joy-Con, but this is needs to be docked, needs to be connected only. I can't use. Right, you got to have that. it in handheld to try it. I thought of that too, as I was going to use my Zelda Hori one, and just was like, no, I'm trying to play it docked, and Mecca I guess I could try it. Get that eight bit controller. I'm like, eight bit though controller, and I, I know yeah. I have it. I just don't have it paired to my Switch anymore, and it didn't want to. I have an older with, one. I might try that I didn't doesn't want have to mess handles. with that in the middle of my stream. Yeah, 
I might try it then too because I yeah, have the I'm, older 8 bit do one. I'm, but I'm really glad that I'm not the only one noticing the the D pad issue. It's bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the because every time I try to you know cut a corner, I don't know if it's just my timing. Uh, but then other times it was more of I I was trying to go up and then it ended up going back towards the ghost and it's just like ah. <laughs> So many times I died because of the D-pad not cooperating with me. And um, uh, but there's a couple other options I do want to try. So like Chris is saying, the joysticks work much better for, than the, the D-pad. Like there's um, been so many times that I've been playing a match and miss a turn because the yes. D-pad is super unresponsive. Right. And I've tried it on the Binbox. I've tried it on the Pro Controller, which yep. to me the Pro Controller was a little bit better than the Binbox. Uh, that's yep. probably the only con that I have of those Binbox Joy Cons is the the D pad is really mushy. But yeah. I'm not tr I've not tried it on like a regular Joy Con. Yeah, I do have this other RGB Pro one by Binbox that lights up. Um, that has a D pad that's a little bit different than the than the Joy Pad ones. Um, and so I want to try that. And then I have the uh, nano one I want to try. So I got a bunch of different ones I want oh, to yeah, try the, the D-pad on. I've got that little uh, 8-bit do, you know, nano controller. Yeah. But the bad thing about that is that uh, you can't adjust who you're fighting with it because there's no sticks on it. Oh, so, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah and the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just not yeah, great for that. When, when, I, when I cut over to the Joy-Con, you know, I did they didn't have any problem with the controls because, you know, each up, down, left, right is its own distinct button at that point. And I didn't, everything worked well. Maybe I need to try that. But uh, anyway, you can pick up some DLC for this game. Uh, there is a, uh, there is a $29.99 all in package um, that includes the $14.99 DLC, which are additional game modes, uh, CPU battle mode, score attack mode, Blind blind time attack mode and private online matches. Uh, there's also 20 additional themes that are available for $1.99 each. You can get those uh, for uh, that are in the $29.99 pack too. Um, how do we feel about them putting private online matches behind a paywall? Boo. I think that's kind of gross. Boo. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> without paying, the only thing you can do is the main online game with the default yeah. theme. If I, don't, I'm, I don't, I don't think you can change it to any of the other themes. No, but you can other... change. There are, there is an assortment of icons. You can change your profile to for the private game thing. Yeah. But not actual game background. No, thing. no, no game. Uh, and it doesn't to me, by the way, they price this. It doesn't look like there's ever going to be any like giveaway themes, like a Ma Tetris Maximus or, Probably Anything like not. that. They didn't do themes with Mario 35 either. So for the private thing going behind a paywall, it sucks because I think we're already doing a paywall with uh, paying for Nintendo online. So with the game being on Nintendo online, I should be able to play online yeah. private games. And I said this about three, three or four times last night. And this argument kind of goes with what a little bit towards what you just said is this isn't a Nintendo game. This isn't developed by Nintendo or published by Nintendo. So it makes sense that, you know, so it, it, all this money, well, Nintendo obviously still gets 30% cut or whatever they get out of their eShop purchases. But, you know, this is a Namco Bandai game. 
there's a couple of themes that are in the rotation that look interesting, but none of them to me scream, hey, pie me for $2. Even. There's a lot of those themes. I'm like, I don't even know what game this is from. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of old Namco uh, arcade hits there, like Galaga and Rally X and Mappy and stuff like that. But those men. Some that are not so hits. Yeah, like my thought scrolling through those was who who is this for? Like, is this to introduce a new audience to Pac Man or is this to like milk old timers? Out of their nostalgia money, so it's like yes. you think the ninety the ninety nine part of it is to is to get new Pac Man players, uh-huh. right? To introduce people to Pac Man, but then you're like, let's go for the most deep cut themes we can find. Like, why is there no Nintendo theme, like a, a Mario themed uh, Bandai Namco? Well, I think that, but their Bandai. Themes. But Bandai Namco has also developed straight developed Nintendo games that yeah. Nintendo has has marketed before. Right. So well, and they're it's an exclusive to the Nintendo Online stuff too. So you know, unless they eventually bring that out for another platform, right now it's locked in exclusive to Nintendo right. Online. Yeah. So, but it isn't Bando Namco. Namco, excuse me, has uh, been. Uh, they have a lot of games that a lot of people like, but yeah, it does make sense that I would hope they would have a Nintendo character type theme or something like that. But still, um, well, I'll put it this way for me. I have no interest in any of those things. That's why I think I can go in and just play the game for free. I don't care about the badges that you can get an unlock or whatever they call those things. And the, the boards that you can get right now, nothing's, you know, making me want to spend that money on there. When, when the only I first, thing I want is that private play thing. And that's you know, what sucks. I remember playing Tetris 99 for the first time and going, wow, I can't wait to see like different themes. Like if they're yeah. going to open it up and then they did the game boy theme. And immediately with that, I was hooked. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, we've got to do this game boy theme. Right. Uh, and I, now you can buy all of those themes if you work and get tickets. Right. I just don't feel that with Pac-Man. I enjoy the main game, but I'm not. I'm not even going to do the fifteen dollars well, unless, man. unless like if our community were to do a big monthly mayhem and it was Pac-Man '99 yeah. online private matches, and that were to blow up real big, I might do it. But I don't really see any reason to do the the, the fifteen dollar package. But I think the fact that it would cost fifteen dollars is probably a reason why they wouldn't do that. If it was more like five, then maybe. Right, or That's they true. would allow you to buy you the private thing out. separately. Yeah, but well, I guess if if I understood why it's that way, you know, if Banco Namkai Namkai again there Namco would uh, come out with a Namco, <laughs> if Bandai Namco would come out with something that it would explain what your money was going towards, you know, why the private gaming session is part of that fifteen dollar package, then you know I would then yeah okay great but right now it's just to me it's stupid because i don't understand it i guess i don't understand so it's stupid <laughs> so, i love it thank you for finally <laughs> surrendering to the ways of marty i don't like it it's stupid so, no one should last, play it during last night's stream i did try some of the other modes so cpu battle mode that's kind of what you'd expect it's just instead of 98 other people it's 98 computers but since the uh, 
I normally don't die because of the people that are hindering me. I die because of my own stupidity. So that I don't that doesn't help me. I still die. <laughs> uh, so that fifteen dollars unlocks other game modes. Is that what that fifteen dollars does? To yeah, it's that, yeah, fifteen dollars is just for game modes, and then you tack on an additional, uh, um, an additional uh, fifteen dollars for themes. Okay. Gotcha. Which okay. if you bought the theme separately, it'd be $40. And let me just say this. Tetris 99 did a great job of giving you icons like for your for your profile yeah. uh, when when you earned levels. That, there's level progression in Pac-Man 99, but uh, number one, they don't show you how much experience you earn. They just show that you made it to a new level. And number two, it unlocks nothing. Levels are good for nothing in this game. Right. So I don't, I don't know why hmm. they exist. Score, score attack mode you know, is is a single player game that you try to get the highest score and the more higher the score does unlock more badges and when when it comes to like eating uh, the the train of ghosts each one is like a multiplier so you get more more and more the, the higher that the multiplier goes and you have three lives on that I believe uh, blind time attack mode. They, they give you 90 seconds and it says complete the maze, but it doesn't tell you what complete the maze means. So, like, I, I went through and I ate everything I could on the board, including the energizers, and it, it said you you didn't win yet. So, I'm like, all right. So, I ate, ate the fruit and then it refreshed everything. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So, I, I don't, so I ended up losing because I didn't beat the, beat it in 90 seconds. So a couple of quick things before we kind of move out of this segment. Uh, there is, in this one, in addition to the right stick controlling who you target, the uh, YXBA buttons uh, are tagged to something that says uh, standard, power, speed, and train. And what that is, is it changes the effects of the power pellets. All right, so if you have a standard effect, the ghosts stay like they are for a certain you know period of time. You don't get any bonuses, you know, yada yada yada. Right. Uh, if you do stronger, it uh, sends stronger go uh, jammer Pac-Man over to people's uh, over to ex- the people you're attacking screen. But the power pill effect only lasts for three seconds. If you choose wow. speed, if you if you choose speed, you speed up. That's it. You speed up, but there's a trade-off for something there uh, as well. And then if you choose train, uh, it causes the uh, it, it all of the sleeping ghosts that you eat are double. Like so, every so instead of when you don't get and when it adds it to the train, you you don't get one, you get two. But it also causes more jammer Pac-Man to multiply on your own. Map. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I saw a Game Explains video talk explaining that. Yeah. But how the hell why do they, they know? not? Ex- why why do the games not? Why don't yeah. they describe that? Do, do they do they just figure it out over trial and error, or does they somehow? We're I don't know. We I just told? saw it on I just saw it on somebody's tweet. And it wasn't even Game Explains. It was some like Game Facts article. Uh, hmm. We ran a poll this afternoon uh, asking our uh, Twitter followers: uh, Now that Pac Man ninety nine has released, which of these games? Would you like to see get the 99 treatment next? And then we said, don't see a choice you like. Tweet us your opinion. Our choices were Dr. Mario, Bomberman, 
Donkey Kong and Balloon Fight. The winner of the poll is Donkey Kong at 34%, followed by Bomberman at 27%, Balloon Fight at 23%, and Dr. Mario at 16 We don't care about this game percent. Wow. Uh, that kind of surprises Jesse, would, me. Would you play Donkey Kong 99? Maybe for an hour. Well, it depends <laughs> on how it goes after that. My personal choice was Bomberman. I think it would be fantastic. You know, you, you blow up Bomberman or enemies on your screen. It sends random bombs over to your opponent's screen. That Bomberman game is supposed to be coming out for other consoles. Well, I know. Because it didn't do well on uh, Stadium. Anyway, Super Bomberman Shocker. R, there's a new Bomberman 2 that's supposed to come out. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Is it the one that came out on Switch? No, no, the one that came out on Stadia. It was a Stadia exclusive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And wasn't and it, wasn't it, it was, kind of like a Battle Royale game? It's like game? a Battle Royale type game, yeah, but it's only well, it's I'm less than 99. somebody else's idea. Uh, I, I just wanted to highlight some of the comments we got here. Uh, balloon trip mode of Balloon Fight would be awesome for a Balloon Fight 99. Uh, at Karen Fifield says, I'll take Balloon Fight providing that Nintendo reaches out to Nina's representatives and sorts out the listing so that 99 red balloons is playing constantly on loop. That's the kind of stuff that gets me subscribing to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Michael Burgett says Mega Man 99. Yes. Yes. I'm all about it. He just played the Marty card. Yeah. Uh, John from Dad's After Dark says, I think I'm contractually obliged to say Plock 99. <laughs> Gary Gray. Good old flat cap. Gary Gray says F099. Yes. Yes. But uh, then someone reminded him after that that there was already uh, a mode on F0 on the Nintendo 64 called Death Race. That was how fast can you eliminate 20 other 29 other cars? So it's kind of been done, but not online. Uh, and uh, Birdo from Megadad says Bomberman might actually be awesome. And I agree. So uh, if you've got any 99 games that you would like to see happen, uh, shoot us an email or give us a comment, uh, and we'll uh, share those as well. We'll talk about them next week on the show. Jesse, let's talk about some rumors. Hold on a second. Sorry. Okay. I was going to try to catch you before you went off to here, but I wanted to – uh, add in my, my idea for a 99 game. And I have to mention a Metroid version of uh, Metroid 99. Uh, but this would be kind of like that uh, game um, where you drop down the well. What was it called again? Oh, uh, Downwell. Downwell, down yes. So, but it'd be, <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, the It's a Metroid game, though. So you're Samus and you're dropping down one of those, you know, standard metroid type uh things and you got to make your way down as quickly as possible and as you're going down you uh you can level up obviously uh samus and then send different creatures back and forth to the other things and Tim, like now that. i want this game <laughs> wow uh, that's a great idea yeah i would love that uh let's just do them all zelda okay. 99 metroid 99 wrecking crew 99 um uh, Wario's Woods 99. Let's let's go. All right. Uh, anyway. Bill, Bill Trennan will make note of that. So. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Uh, so, guys, there's a big scary rumor out there that the recent Nintendo Switch firmware 
which updated the console to 12.0.1, also added the ability for the dock to get firmware updates, according to data miners. The other rumor is that this firmware update has apparently added Bluetooth audio support as well. Uh, this was shared by Nintendo data miner Oatmeal Dome, who has been pretty accurate in the past, uh, that it added audio support to the Bluetooth driver. Uh, however, I'm not sure if anything's actually using this new support so far. No guarantees it will ever be used, is what he says. Um, why would they update the dock firmware to be updated? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if the current dock has any updatable components, but docks yet to be released might. Exactly. That docks would, that could be talked about at E3. <laughs> that, that might need an upgrade to support 4K. Or really? keep it up to date. <laughs> yes. You don't say. Uh, this reminds I me, I always forget to check if my controllers need updates. <laughs> me too. Thank you for reminding me. Go, go. If you've downloaded the 12.0.0 update, pause the show right now. Go update your controllers. Come back. We'll be here. Thanks for coming back. All right. So uh, <laughs> there's people who didn't come back. Well, yeah. They're now playing games on their Switch instead of listening anyway, to us. Uh, yeah. But they eventually I think, come like, back. I, they eventually I saw back. somebody uh, basically say on the Nintendo Voice Chat, group on Facebook basically was like, yeah, this pretty much just confirms the Switch Pro, right? I mean, like, there's a different model of the dock coming. Come on. Right. Because I, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything that is any storage or anything upgradable in the current dock. It's, it, it's a pass-through to go from USB-C to HDMI with, yeah. and with, a few other cap with a few other connections. I just wonder, too, if this leads lends any... Um, lends to this, you know, the, the smoke coming from the rumor that the dock had been discontinued uh, that we talked a, a few months back. You remember that? That they're like yep. UK customers got the, uh, a UK customer got the email from Nintendo. Oh, this dock has been discontinued. That's I why you can't buy about it. That, but, yep. but I think even back then we probably assumed it would be another dock. Oh, well, we? sure. But I mean, like you see stuff like this start popping up and it's kind of like, eh. It's Why all coming together now. Know. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know if we'll see anything from this or not uh, at E3. Jesse says no. We say yes. We'll see who's right. But, uh, yeah, it's out there, guys. And and that, by the way, the, the really the rumor part of this is the Bluetooth audio support. Uh, the dock has been confirmed to have been updated. So uh, it, there is lines of code that talk about updating the dock. So. Well, and they and they did see that the there was the Bluetooth audio stuff in. Oh the well, code. yeah, it's, it's just that's, I mean, it's just how rumor, is that going to be used? I guess the rumor is is like how is it going to be used? And what are they yeah. going to do with it? I would love it if if the Switch would have native Bluetooth audio support, but and, well, I th yeah, I think it, you know ultimately that's what this I think would lead to. I originally heard people assume put two and two together and say that the Bluetooth audio will work if it's docked, but that makes no sense because why would you ever want to do that? You're docking it so you can listen to it on the TV, right? Some you want like to, to play, listen to it privately like to play when you're headphones. playing it privately. Some people like to, like to play on the TV with headphones so they don't wake their well, spouse. true, but but 
that would if that was the case, you couldn't do that if you're holding it, playing handheld. But if you're playing it privately, you'd want to listen to it privately. Uh, I wonder what so. the technical stuff is be t- behind the Bluetooth though, too, because it's very interesting to see other consoles have Bluetooth. Um, it's not just straight up Bluetooth on like the Xbox, right? So you can't yeah. just use straight up Bluetooth on an Xbox. You got to have proprietary coding or something like that for Bluetooth. Well, or yeah, for a PlayStation, you got to have a dongle in order to use the, uh, a, a wireless headset. Yeah. That's so right. I also don't know if it, if it's basically this version of the Switch doesn't have the hardware to support it, but it's in the OS because a new Switch might. Right. Exactly. Or if just because it's here, then the old one can use it. And I, I, right. I, I, I've, I've never that's, programmed at that layer of network. Yeah, and that's what I don't think. That's what that person couldn't see either. Is like, okay, so there's these callouts for Bluetooth, but it doesn't call. It doesn't say what exactly that is. What, what's it doing to the current Bluetooth? If it, if it is doing anything on the switch, or like you said, is it just preparing the switch OS for future iteration of the switch? I'm, or maybe it's preparing the switch know. for a Nintendo accessory. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's just preparing us for a Nintendo podcast where we talk about it. Exactly. Maybe it's all a test. It's all a simulation, Tim. Let me take off my my. No, no, nothing go, happened. Where's my tinfoil hat? I'm trying to take off my VR goggles. What the heck? Yeah, take 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 the red pill. Uh, let's talk about events before this goes too far down the rabbit hole. Did you see I was trying to unjack myself? I did. I did. I I appreciate the reference. (laughs) Let's play game time is coming back April 17th, 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's 8 p.m. for our UK and uh, European friends. And later on that day, it would also be 9.30 p.m. Eastern uh, for folks here in the United States, we're going to be playing Jackbox games with me and Jesse. Oh, yeah. Do you know when Daylight Saving Time lands in the UK? It's done. It already happened. It was at the it end of March. Think? That's a good thought. I'm so glad you I covered that. that all, covered all that last month yes. because of uh, everything that we were doing last Thank month. Thank you, Tim. Sorry, we appreciate that. I knew that was an offset. <laughs> uh, was all weeks. I'm going to say is this. If we're playing uh, Jackbox games... I expect a visit from Sonic the Literal Stick of Dynamite. <laughs> if you don't know who Sonic the Literal Stick of Dynamite is, go back and dig up the archives uh, when we did Extra Life back in November. Uh, and uh, brilliant, brilliant Dan from over at Retrologic graced us <laughs> with Sonic the Literal Stick of Dynamite. Uh, and I don't know if it was the early morning hours or the fact that it was really funny. Uh, but it, uh, that was my that was my moment of the night right there. It was a stick of dynamite with blue spikes coming out of it, with blue <laughs> stick arms and legs and Sonic shoes, running. Yes, and and he named it Sonic the literal stick of dynamite. So yes, uh, yeah, that I need more stuff like that. So uh, we'll be playing. Uh, we'll be sure to send out some codes uh, via our Discord. So if, if you guys are in there. Uh, be sure to check back around the 16th and 17th for uh, more details. And uh, we will be playing yep. all kinds. Stay tuned in the Let's Play channel in our Discord. That's where we usually keep things yep. updated. I can't there. wait for this. It's going to be uh, super fun. 
Super duper fun. And speaking of super duper fun, let's talk about what we've been playing. Jesse, we're going to start with you this week. What have you been playing? All right. So, yeah, we, we talked about Pac-Man 99. We, we, we all played that. And and someone in the chat earlier says, how long before Jesse regretted paying the $30? And my answer was about 30 seconds after I made the payment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, again, the, just the playing with the other uh, themes just made it more difficult. But yeah, you know, so this is probably something I'm not going to go back into, you know, unless they do some some un- some special event then to, that'll bring me back in. Maybe for you can get an eShop refund. I doubt it. Not for <laughs> it'll be it's hard enough to get asked for a refund for a game, much less for the DLC for the game. But yeah, you know, I, I I've thrown money away at games before, so this won't be the, not the first time. It won't be the last. Speaking of throwing money away at a game. Uh, I tried playing Narita Boy. Narita Boy! I, I think I got... You do that really well. 30 minutes into it, and I got locked in a box. I <laughs> Everywhere, what? you know, the box was 15 screens wide, but I, I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go. Like, I got the sword, and I saw the dude do a little dance. I'm like, what the hell am I playing? And then... Uh, that I couldn't figure out where the to go. The most on that. awesome game in the world. That's what you've been you, playing. Uh, you, you know what this game, I will say this. I think this game's awesome too, but it really suffers from a lack of a map. Yes. Definitely. It really yes. suffers from a lack of a map. Yeah, I, I went back and forth a couple times on that too, and then found actually what it was. And it's basically you have to climb a wall where the punch is coming out of. Um, it's hard to describe, but there's a there's a you know, electric can coming out of a pillar that seems out of nowhere and you go past it and you're at the end of that. Yeah. Level, I saw, and you got to come back. I think I saw that thing. And you I saw have to go, you have to up. jump above it and climb that pillar. You climb the wall and at the top of the wall, there's, you get the dodge ability. Yes. You yeah. climb up there and then you can jump across to another uh, open door. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, have to, to and you have around. to, you have to use the jump dodge. Yes. That, you learn that move. Yep. That I got stuck on that exact thing. That's why I'm thinking you're stuck. You were Tim. Stuck I have seen. I have now seen Lord VHS and all his glory. Yes, Lord uh, VHS. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, and I've also fought a second boss as well. Um, nice. That was like some kind of blob in a suit. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played since uh, we talked about it last week. So. Oh well, I'm sorry. No, but you're good. No, you're good because I apologize for. Busting out Actually, the Mr. VHS no, on you. I take that back. I fought three bosses. I won't tell you who the third one is. All right. It's creepy as all get out. I bet. It gets it's, it gets kind of dark there for the, a minute. The game has its creepy moments for sure. So yep. Okay. But sorry, we took over Jesse's uh game. I forgot how wanted to look at how much this next game cost, but uh I, I Last week, a game came out, uh, games in quotes, uh, called What Comes After. It, uh, I don't remember who did review, but someone did a review on our channel. Uh, it, it's seven dollars. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. And uh, he seemed to like it. And it's it, $6.99. Yeah. So it, uh, it's basically 
there's like there's no it's not a game it's like a story it's like an interactive story to like you, you, your only choices are to not do the story and just to stand there and then the game will never end but you know you're like you start out this uh girl who's you, you learn that you know she's a little little depressed she's contemplated suicide so it's definitely it brings up it brings up some serious topics in there uh, she almost misses the last train home, too. But when she she uh, finds a seat, she dozes off and she wakes up. And now there's spirits in the train, and she's like, "What does ha- what happened? Did I die? Did I, <laughs> I die in this train?" So apparently, what's supposed to happen is once you know when the humans are done with the train during the day, when everyone leaves, then the spirits use the train to shuttle the newly departed to whatever their afterlife is going to be. So you basically go wander around the train talking to the spirits and the spirits start out as just as people. And sometimes they say, leave me alone. And okay, fine. Sometimes they'll sit, you'll, they'll want you to sit down next to them and you can have meaningful conversation. And, you know, you learn things from them. They learn things from you. And everyone more or less is understanding that oh they're, they're, I, I'm dead so I'm going to somewhere else and then, then it goes on to animals and then you find hmm. out oh no you can talk to dead animals that's fine and then it goes on to plants and <laughs> so and oh I so, didn't know that part <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah so and so and the, the the plants are so some of the plants are going to kind of get freaked out that you're sitting there staring at them thinking that she can't hear you, but yeah, she can hear you because you're a dead plant. Anyway, so <laughs> the, the whole thing takes like an hour to play and, you know, to, to roll credits. And so it, it's, a, it's a fun little story. And, you know, and she, and she, uh, she kind of, you know, ends up, it has a positive story, you know, feeling at the end. She is kind of reinvented, reinvented, I can't, what's the word, but, reinvigorated yeah that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> so she's looking forward to living the life that she was previously not so forward looking for yeah anyway so it's a nice little story yeah so seven dollars maybe list. a bit for a dollar for uh for for an hour of play yeah and nick said he took him about about an hour and a half so but so it depends on how fast you you read and how many times you repeat it and start talking to the same people over and over again. But it, it it's it's a fun, it's a nice story. Yep. And um, I just added it to my wish list, so okay, maybe when so, it goes down in price or something, I'll pick it I, up. I'm, I think there'd be a sale for that. Yeah. The, or and time if I have time. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, and then you oh, really early on, you're told that. Uh, no, yeah, no, you didn't die. You're still alive, and we will bring you back to your normal world. But we can't just stop to turn the train now. You've, we've got to let this train do its route, and then we'll put bring it back when you're done. So that's that's what gives you the time to wander around and talk to everybody. Cool. And Very cool. The last game I played is uh, on PC. I think Tim might have also played a bit of it. It's a uh, it's a fan made game, which means the uh, Nintendo lawyers will probably put the banhammer on it soon if they didn't already. Which I'm surprised they haven't yet. Prime 2D. They're probably working on that right now. 
Ninjas which, on route. Yeah, it's, it's, I thought it's for like, sure Monday they were going to have a NDA or whatever you call it on them. Yeah, <laughs> like I heard people talk about it the one day, and then people were talking about it the next day, and like it was still up. I'm like, I better download this before it's gone. Yeah, same here. Because uh, quickly, quick, quick side note: that was someone did a Super Mario Brothers port to the Intellivision, which that has been banhammered. So I, I would love to get a hold of that ROM, but I, because I don't so know. many people are buying in televisions right now, <laughs> right? <God. laughs> you know, so uh, so yeah, this, this is basically the the original Prime game in a two D playstyle. Yep, Marty I, would I, love I, this. I haven't played more <laughs> than the first few hour or two of the original Prime, so I don't remember any of this. But uh, the, the game. Let you play through like one boss before the demo ends. This isn't the full game. This is just a demo. Right. And then, but when the demo's over, it tells you your game has not been saved. Don't quit yet. <laughs> Go and then it lets you continue playing, so you can then find a, a save place. And uh, I think it said that I collected twenty percent of the items and I've revealed fifty percent of the map. Like I don't know what I'm where I could have gone that I missed, but I missed a lot of stuff apparently. It could have been again, it could have been part of the demo. You only had access to fifty percent because if I remember correctly, um, it has been a while since I played Prime as well. But each each region it gives you a percentage of how much you completed in each region. So oh, true. You're not and, seeing the whole game as 50%. You're seeing just the region as 50%. Oh, okay. That makes sense. There, there, there was a lot of, like, normally you see the door where you have to shoot at it to uh, to yes. to open it. You see these doors with, like, construction tape on it. It says, not open, under construction. So I thought yeah. that was funny. It was clever, yeah. <laughs> so that's, if, if that's still something available to download... Yeah, I say give it a download and give it a try. It took me a while to get used to the mouse controls, and because it, it gives Samus a, a three sixty degree shooting, very similar to the three DS remake of two. But when I'm like wanting to walk through a door that I haven't shot it at it yet, as soon and I walk to the door, now all of a sudden now I'm aiming behind me because <laughs> that's where my mouse is. Yes. So you kind of have to think ahead. Yep. It's difficult also, for us people then, who don't do PC gaming. Yeah, and then <laughs> some of the, the platforming was tricky when you're using the WASD keys to move and the space to jump, trying to platform with your thumb. <laughs> it took me a few the, tries. The what keys? WASD. W-A-S-D. The W-S-A-D keys? Great. Yeah. The letter keys. Yeah. Yeah. The WASD keys. No, we're not calling them that. I have no. always called them that. Not here. You can't <laughs> not stop now. me. Not ever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm this close. I'm this close to, to to doing the whole PC gaming thing. I'm not yeah. doing it. Being good, <laughs> Jesse. Ooh, being good uh tim hurry move on what have you been okay. playing so actually here's something that'll distract you before i go into what i've been playing i want to get this before it gets lost 
Someone gave us a super chat in YouTube. Thank you very much, Marvin. Yeah. Your, thank you very much for giving us that. But he's got awesome. a question for you, Marty. Oh. He says, I have a son with mild autism. As a dad that is starting to stream with his son, what is a good recommendation for a game to start with? Ooh. Uh, you want to think about that? And I'll go into my No, games. no, I've got an you answer got one? right, right there. Cool. Uh, I think Minecraft. I, I really do. I think Minecraft is the perfect game because... Uh, if you want it to be challenging, it can be challenging. If you want it to be non-threatening and peaceful, it can be peaceful. Uh, I've had some great times playing Minecraft with my son, not on stream, but on like just, you know, at home, uh, just free building or doing survival and trying to help each other survive. Um, I, I personally don't like Mike. Like it's not that I don't like Minecraft. It's not I don't enjoy playing it, but when I play it with him, I do enjoy it. Like <clears throat> it makes it worth it. So I would recommend that. Uh, if not, um, that, God, that's a, hmm. I think it's different for every kid because like my, my son is incredibly fixated on Fortnite and he wants to stream that and he wants to play that. So that's where we're finding a lot of joy right now. So I think it's uh, a question for you as a dad is what game does your son enjoy? Like what, What's he really into? Stream that. Show the world that. Like show, show them the joy of a father and son playing games together. Uh, definitely don't play a game that's going to make you argue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? no, don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, but overcooked to me. Uh, find find something that you both just really like. Uh, I, I I recommend like starting out streaming with something that comes natural to you, because that way it's easier to talk over it because mastering that in the beginning and still even doing that, like talking over while I'm playing a game, sometimes I'm just like, Oh yeah, we're going to go down here. Now we're yeah. going to go over here. That's it's, it's hard. Something you've still. already, something you've already probably been playing on the TV yeah. together or whatever. And just, yeah. if you can stream it, do the same thing. Mario like you Kart, guys are just, yeah. Um, a cooperative game of some kind. Yeah. That might, that might, those might be good ideas. Hope Mario, that those- answered your question. Those two games are all are ones Sammy and I like to play too. But and by the way, everybody, Sammy always says hi to everybody. Hi, Sammy. So hi. <laughs> um, and Fortnite for him though is not necessarily with a bunch of people. It's Fortnite and the um, creative side of it, you know. So he likes to go and do the stuff that I don't like. Like you said, you don't like playing like the obstacle courses, the obstacle courses, the parkour stuff. Oh my gosh. I, I can't stand those things, but he loves doing them. So I'll do those with him, And he just laughs his head off because I get, I, you know, I play, I play to that. And like, I get so frustrated, like, ah, oh, dog on these ice grenades, you know, and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, um, I agree with you because he's not, fully on the spectrum but he's got a touch of it with his ADHD gotcha. and all that yeah. kind of stuff too so he gets he gets his trigger moments too and it's we got to find and, and another another tip that I might give you is do a couple of test runs like if you're using OBS do a couple of test runs that are just recordings so that you two can Great watch idea. it together and and point out some things like hey maybe next time we don't do this like one of the things I've tried to tell my son when he streams is don't ever say your name like, you know, don't like right now you're a kid. They don't need to know your name. Right. Yeah. So uh, just you're red just warrior things like that. Yeah. He's red warrior. That's it. <laughs> uh, so th- just that way you can kind of look at the little trouble spots and maybe yeah. work those out for next time. 
And Ibisel has a good one too here. He mentions Clubhouse 51 games. Actually, Sammy oh, yeah. and I have had a lot of fun with that. He's yes. he's found a new fond, uh, newfound um interest in darts because of that game. <laughs> so awesome. All right. That's so, a great suggestion. I'd forgotten about that one. What I've been playing, actually, I'll start off with actually what my wife's been playing because we're actually going to be doing a video on this shortly. We got access to Cozy Grove, uh, which is a Animal Crossing type game. But we're also going to talk about what she finds that are similar with that game, but also what's not so similar and what could be the next progression for people who are interested in cool. moving on from Animal Crossing into another type of game, which is this Cozy Grove. So we'll be trying to get coverage of that out this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. Um, for me, I've played the Peacekeepers with Jesse with our monthly mayhem game, which uh, for during our monthly mayhem, because for this round, we had to do it wasn't versus but we had to do co-op in this Super Nintendo game called the Peacekeepers, which Jesse and I have no idea what that game was trying to be. But <laughs> other than they beat him up. And even after we played the our three stages, we still have no idea what the game is supposed to be. <laughs> Just like there's some mutants involved. There's mutants Garbage. that turn into little girls for some reason. Garbage. It's just, yeah. Uh, and then we kept beating each other up on yeah, accident. Friendly fire is on. So like if two of us are trying to attack the same enemy, we end up throwing each other across the room. Yeah. <laughs> or I pile driver. The, the, uh, I do appreciate there was some wrestling moves in there though. That was nice, you know, like pile driver or uh, some suplexes or whatever, but th those were cool, but that was about it. And it was he very... was able to pull off these special moves of which he doesn't know how he did it. Other than maybe mashing the A button several times. And maybe that's how I did it, but and therefore, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I didn't do as much mashing. I was more deliberate with my controls, but since I didn't know what triggers the special, I never used my special. Yeah. We didn't know what that was. Mine was some sort of tornado move. <laughs> but anyways, if you're excuse me, if you're interested in checking out another beat 'em up, go check out that one. Uh after all, you know, if you got NSO, then you you get to check that one out. That's this was week this is week three of monthly mayhem, right? Yes. Yeah, because we did two yeah. weeks of NES and now we're doing a all couple right. weeks of Super they, NES. They, they said the next one will be the the first three were more like they, they knew what they wanted to do and it was just a RNG on who got what. I think they said that the week four will be more catered toward the individual. Oh, yes. Okay. So gotcha. be, it kind of scares me. <laughs> They're going to give I me like something I know I... I have to get a shout out to Drew and John on this one because they're putting a lot of work into this monthly mayhem. And because I think this is the biggest one they've done so far with all the planning that's gone into it and what they've been working on. So kudos to them for this one. Uh, kudos for them for the whole thing let's put it that way so but definitely this one because they put up a lot, a lot of uh they're on call essentially trying to be on call whenever somebody says yeah we you know i can do the solo at this time or i can do the verses at this time yeah we, we give them like two hour notice we want to do our games at this time and we finally get his attention 30 minutes later <laughs> yeah and because he was playing on his xbox <laughs> And it, ours wasn't the only time that's happened. You got hooked into the Outriders stuff. So, is it Outriders? I think it's Outriders or Outsiders. Outriders, which he has now quit. Yes. Because yep. you know why? Because he had to come back to Narita Boy. <laughs> Jesse, you're going to have to uh, snippet that one. 
<laughs> You're gonna have to take that one, put it on our rotation. Great. <laughs> All right. I've also been playing a game that I'll be doing coverage on this weekend called Say No More. Not say no more, say no more. It's if say you go no on there, more exclamation more. Yes. Game Explain actually did, I think, a video on this game of because it's on Steam. So they did it. They actually, you know, put a game, they already did a video on it and stuff like that. So if you really want to know what it is and don't want to wait for my video, then you can go watch their thing. But this game is freaking hilarious. It looks bonkers. It is bonkers. And it gives me kind of like um uh just the, the aesthetic of it gives me um a um was that the, Steam? The, um, the graphics kind of remind me of what Y two K tried to pull off. Yeah. It, yep. Yeah, well, the the Steam Code Geek. game, the Steam Code yeah. game has that that aesthetic, the type of animation. I don't know what you're uh, the Steam the the 3DS game, the Steam Code uh Steam, Steam Codename Steam. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that animation or the uh, Elite Beat Agents type of animation. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Well, but it's more blocky. Very yeah. Very very low low res. Or low low poly models. Yeah, low poly counts, yes. So but it is it is hilarious. And I think that's all I can say right now. Cause it's uh technically it's still under embargo until tomorrow. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, so um I'll be doing my coverage on that. Uh let's play probably over the weekend on that. Uh Pac-Man ninety nine we talked about more monster hunter rise i got to play that with uh actually sammy and i got to do the multiplayer local and we did online and had a blast with that um with it was just him and i and we 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 went up against one monster in the hub and was able to defeat one monster and then when we tried again another day we i opened it up online and he came in in there in the game and uh we had other people that just popped in to help us out at higher levels and we tore through the monsters in the hub in 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 that level because I was still on level one before I opened up the hub's level two monsters or, or quests, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I was still I still had my level one quests to do in the hub, and just because I had a group of people there who had you know knew what they were doing, you know, but were higher levels too, they just helped me plow through that list. <laughs> but but it was really cool too to get a better idea how the uh, hub quests work uh, when I post it in the hub. There's like they can they can come in the hub and take on the job type of thing. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun to do. I'm still learning a lot about this game because this, this is the first time I play really dove into a Monster Hunter game. I played a lot of demos, but never bought a Monster Hunter game. This is my first one I bought, so I'm really excited about it. And I have to give a shout out to Gary, our you know our own Gary Gray for getting me interested in monster hunter rise because he, when it was announced, he was really hyped for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this, check this out, you know, and give this a go, especially because of all the things they did with monster hunter world to make it better, more easy to play. Um, I'm glad I got into it too. So it's, um, it's still, and I'll say this to anybody who's considering it, who's on the fence about playing this game, just know that you still have a lot to learn and you won't learn it in the game. You will have to get, experienced people to help you learn some of the things to do with monster hunter and also go to youtube to watch a lot of them and again i mentioned this last week and i'll mention again this week go listen to uh 
the blocks uh thing for dads after dark their their episode a week or two ago not this past one that just came up the one before where he gives some hints for newbies playing this game because he's a newbie too playing it and he gives some really good tips and tricks to uh to look out for that help there's a couple of them that helped me out as well uh our type final two demo i downloaded that uh it's a shmup you know um shooter game and uh, i don't usually play those but i always i always like playing the r type i excuse me r type games every time they come out i've played a little bit of them i'm not good at them i know that you know i because you got to be i gotta i gotta be zoned in and if i'm not zoned in i don't get very far but those are the type of games it's like okay if there's nothing going on around me no distractions and i just put on some headphones and play i can get pretty far in it uh but if there's too many distractions, people talking, I get distracted and I can't get very far. But the demo is very short. So if you want to check it out, if you're into the shmup type uh, games, go check out the demo. There's a lot of stuff you can do in setting up your your ship, uh, getting a feel for that, uh, picking colors, customizing your ship, and then also going in and playing the first level, essentially, to the, end, to the boss at the end of that level. Um, and you can, they have different difficulties that you can try it at. They have, I think, story mode, kid mode, normal mode, and then R-type mode. And then there's a more difficult one that I guess you unlock probably when you buy the game. Um, but definitely there's different levels. You can get a feel for the game and try it out and see if it's something for you. Uh, earlier today, I actually played 1-2-Switch with Sam. Uh, I had actually sold 1-2-Switch a long time ago. I think uh, I sold it to get ARMS. Back in the first year, because nobody was interested in playing uh, One Two Switch with me at the time, so I traded it in, and because I figured, oh, you know, I want to trade it in while I could still get some money for it. Man, that game is still go going for some good money if you buy it used. It's still forty bucks used, One Two Switch. Wow. Mm. So I bought it because I I traded in. Um, actually, I had a coupon to be be able to get a few bucks off of it to and at a. Uh, shop near my house and I picked it up because Sammy's been begging to play it again. He keeps talking about, you know, he kept talking about, hey, remember that game we played when you first got your Switch and all that kind of stuff? And I was like, yeah. So, and then I found it. And so I figured <laughs> I'd pick it up. So we had a lot of fun with that. And it's, you know, it's it's a good, quick, fun thing to do. It's, you know, it's not going to blow your mind, <laughs> but it's it was a lot of fun for him. So I, that's all. It makes it all well worth it. Um. And then uh, I also played the 2D Prime like Jesse did. I didn't complete the demo. I got, um, with me and Metroid games, I do a lot of poking and prodding and searching and stuff like that. And because this is like Prime, you can scan things and add it to your log. Jesse, I don't know if you did that. Did you do any scanning? I, I'd scanned all most of the objects that I found, I didn't, I scanned some of the enemies, not all of them. I know, you know, I, there was, I found some rockets that I didn't have access to because I would have needed the, yeah. the bombs, which I didn't, didn't have yet. Right. Yep. And pretty much the, no, I, I'll, I won't say that statement. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got to where I was like, I got, I, I started using the visor more to, to scan things and I just kind of like, 
I'm going to go back to where I was and went back to scanning everything that I had previously missed. I don't was <laughs> was scanning enemies tricky in the original Prime. If because they're fast enemies, yes, they are tricky. Because yes. while you're scanning, you can't shoot. And in fact, the shoot button cancels scan mode. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, because it's the same. You basically switch in Prime, whether you're going to use the visor or your gun. So it makes sense in 2D Prime that you're doing the same thing. Um, but, and you have to be quick. Uh, and it was the same in, in regular. Yeah, I didn't like well. those Hornet things. Yeah, those. Yes. Because oh, you didn't have anything that would blow up the nests, unfortunately. You didn't have any missiles to blow up the nests. And you didn't have any, or you can't even hold down the, you didn't unlock the uh, the, the ability to hold your phaser down. So, not yet, at least in this version. I didn't yet, at least I'll say that. <laughs> so, I don't know if you can later on. But uh, I got to, there are save points and, and it has a map and all that fun stuff. It's a It's a great game and it's like, I so want to be able to use a controller with this, but there's, unless I get a controller, I can map those buttons to, I, I didn't want to yeah, take but the time with to the 360 that. gaming. I don't think it would work well. True. Yeah. But which I do like, I actually thought that was pretty cool to be able to use the mouse to point where I'm shooting and just, it's just a matter of me use. I'm not a PC gamer, so I have to use, get used to using you, the movements. You don't like keyboard. the wasp keys? No, I don't. I, I well, <laughs> it's been a long time. You remember when they used to have the shareware stuff and Doom was on there, the freeware back yep. in the day? That's when I used to use the keyboard back then. <laughs> I haven't used it since. So, uh, but it is, like I said, it's a lot of fun. And this is, again, Marty, if you can get a chance to download it, check it out. It's, you know, I know it's a computer game, but still tr- because it's a 2D version of Prime. I'd love to hear your opinion on whether or not this would be more your style if Prime was brought to us that way, you know, on on the Switch or something. And then the last thing I played a little bit of is a little bit more of uh, of uh, and it's strong in here, but uh, Magic: The Gathering Arena on my phone because I I have it now available on mobile. I even sent a, a message to Wizards of the Coast on Twitter saying, "Hey, since this is on mobile, can you bring this to the Switch, please?" <laughs> I would love to be able to play Magic the Gathering on on the Switch. Uh, But I'm happy it's on my phone. I can easily bring it up there, except for when there's huge downloads and stuff. But still, it was a lot. I'm so happy I can play Magic the Gathering on my phone. The arena part, at least. I don't have to do it on my computer. Looks like the the Prime 2D is not available for Mac. And even if you have Wine, it's not compatible. Oh. Well, there's your out, Marty. But that's what I've been playing. uh, Just like the Street Fighter Cross Mega Man game. It came out a few years ago. Never played it. Because they never made a Mac version. Uh, So I've been playing Pac-Man 99 too. And uh, also been playing a lot more Loop Hero. uh, A lot more than I should. uh, Because (laughs) I... You're welcome. Yeah, I just can't quit playing it. It's so good. Uh, But I've also been playing... I meant to talk about this on last week's show. Uh, I have been playing Kaze and the Wild Masks. Uh, well, there's a video available of this game from Justin over on our channel, and it's basically uh, a sprite-based Donkey Kong game. Uh, if you love Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, tr- Tropical Freeze, go download this game right now. It's so good. Uh, Kaze is a rabbit. 
that can use her ears to like helicopter, kind of like Dixie Kong. Uh, but then she, throughout the level, she finds these wild masks that are kind of like the, the animals are in Donkey Kong Country. They allow you to do different things. They give you different abilities. Sometimes they even, one of them is an auto runner. So you, it's kind of like a minecart level. This has love letter to Donkey Kong Country and Rare written all over it. There's tons of collectibles. The, the animation is gorgeous. The soundtrack is fantastic. I can't give it enough praise. It's so, so good. And I would hate for you to miss it. So uh, go check out Kaze and the Wild Masks. It's really, really good, y'all. It's really, really good. Uh, and it would be, if you, especially if you're a Donkey Kong Country fan, this is your game. Yes. Awesome. Let's go turn on the community spotlights. All right. Uh, so from the chat, uh, Marvin Ginyard, who gave us another super chat. Thank you for that, by the way. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, he says this. Uh, he, I want Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, uh, or or no? This is about our, our previous question, son. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's wanting Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. He gets a kick out of beating me and wants the game. Thank you all so much. Is it a good game? Uh, so we have Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics, the one that got canceled. Uh, yes, it is a good game. However, keep in mind this. Um, you are getting bite-sized pieces of real Olympic events. Okay? So there's a lot of button mashing. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of hectic there. Uh, I love the 8-bit mode. It is a bit limited. Uh, but And there's some crazy... Tim, help me out on this one. There's some crazy uh, types of uh, games... Like there's one where you have like you wander around in a first person arena and shoot things, um, and they're kind of like futuristic Olympic games. They're not real. Did you play those? I think it's been like a year since I played this game, so I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it's been a while because we bought it when it came out, but and we played it. Didn't for a this come out but like in 2019? <laughs> it it yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it's been a while since I played it. I don't, and I'm having a hard time remembering any of what you just said. <laughs> yeah. So just for people who haven't played it yet, I'm, I'm looking here, there's karate, there's, there's surfing, there's tons of Mario and Sonic characters. Um, you know, there's, I think that this is a game that would be good for like younger children. And in your case, it may be good for your son, uh, as well. It's, it's kind of like, uh, Polygon describes it this way. It's kind of like a buffet, the buffet rule. The food doesn't taste better just because there's a lot of it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, don't expect every mini game. It, it comes off like mini games, right? Uh, so yeah. Uh, I, I think it would be a good one for stream. I think any competition games like that, Mario Party, uh, different things like that, I think would be great games. Uh, anything where he can beat you a little bit, right? So uh, I hope they gave you some some guidance there. Thanks for the super chat. We really appreciate that. Uh, switching over to Discord, Frosticles asks us this. 
What's the deal with Nintendo stopping printing on Switch games? Xenoblade 2 Torna Edition is now stupid money for this reason. Late in the console cycle, I can understand, but we're supposedly midway through the life of the Switch. With more and more people coming over to Nintendo that may pick up either another Xenoblade game, fall in love and want to play more, so why do this? Uh, I don't think it's limited to Switch games. They've, they've kind of always done this. You know, if games are, if they're continually getting orders, they will keep printing them. If they don't get orders anymore, they'll eventually stop, stop running them. So there's own, they, they have limited resources. They have to decide which games they need to print. You know, they, there are, you know, physical limitations. The Especially num- right now, right? Number of, you know, Plastic carts, I'm sure the shells are cheap enough and easy enough to make, but still they have to make each and every one of them. And, you know, the components, especially, and the the memory that goes in there, especially the 32 gig ones are pricier. So, you know, they've always had this problem. You know, Xenoblade 2 sold well, just not well enough to get more printings. You know, like yeah, and back I know in, that like they're... not Nintendo, but Atlas DS games were were notorious for right only having one run. And like, and I think their fallback on this, Jesse, is it's available digitally, right? I, I mean, I, I think that's probably why they felt okay with discontinuing present production of these in yeah, some like, ways. Like, it's like, hey, you, you just buy it online. Like I remember Radiant Historia being original. Being very low quantity, very lim- you know, not available, and it was very newsworthy when they announced that they were doing they're going to have a second printing. Well, and I I remember back the only game that I've ever missed that I really wanted a physical copy of was Mega Man X three back on the the SNES. It was a late cycle game, very limited release, and now you look at the prices. For an, a boxed or even just a physical copy of Mega Man X3, they're skyrocketing, uh, and it's not even that great—a uh, version, you know, entry in the series. So, anyway, this goes back. This also goes back to how Nintendo controls the pricing of their games, because they don't have them all like an overabundance, uh, high supply, and a you know small demand, as Jesse was talking about. You know, it's not pe- very many people buying them, so they're not going to keep printing them. So uh, they don't want to have too many on the shelves to where then the stores are like, hey, we can't sell these. We're going to have to put them on sale so we can get them off our shelves or put them on clearance. And that's not how Nintendo works. That's yeah. not how their games work. Yeah. It's, uh, that's why. The- Again, not not really related, but I, I heard a story talking about the original Glover game. I think it was on GameCube. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the publisher initial run order was for 150,000 units and if they ra- they ra- sold them all then they would consider it a success and then want to do a sequel but when they made the orders through Nintendo to purchase them there was like a, a really good deal where they basically got it for half off so ended up ordering 300,000 so even though they still sold the 150,000 that they wanted to they had 150,000 warehouse back stock they couldn't sell so, net because of that, didn't make the sequel after all. <laughs> so, so it's not just Nintendo's you know stock issues; it's the publisher's stock issues of whoever's making these orders through with Nintendo to get the carts made or discs in that case. 
Yeah, that's a great explanation. I hope that was was what Frosticles was looking for there. I don't. I think the, the, the it's other frustrating. Way we sum it up is it's frustrating when we don't understand it. I'm sure there's or finding the game you want. It. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, uh, it goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, right? I want some Vita, Vita games I can't find because a bunch of people bought them all up and now are trying to sell them for either at cost when they were new, which is fine, or more than that, especially if it's popular. Or like even the Spirit Tracks. Nobody, as far as I remember, nobody liked Spirit Tracks. Now all of a sudden everybody likes it and I can't find a copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> or if I do, it's a hundred dollars for it. You know, it's like, ugh. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that game sucks. And then five years later, it's like, man, that game was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or m- more like ten or twelve years later, right? For Spirit Tracks. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah again, especially it's a DS game, a game that can't be purchased digitally. Right. Right. Yep. That's never going to happen. Uh, let's switch over to some Patreon questions here. Chris Logel. Good friend of the show uh, asked us this. He says, uh, along with the future of 99 games, I'm wondering if the ability to play against friends in a room you set up will always cost more in the form of locked modes or, modes or DLC. I have an answer not. to this. If it sells, it will. Yeah. Did what Was Private Rooms freely available in Tetris 99, or was that part of the DLC pack as well? Though this mm-hmm. DLC pack was only 10 bucks. I don't remember. Let it's me been, just look that up. It's been so long since I bought the, the, that DLC. Uh, the Big Block DLC was announced May 9th, 2019. It included CPU Battle and Marathon. Okay, so it didn't say anything about... So I guess Private Mode was available, is available for all. Yeah. This is... I, I'm telling you guys, this is a Nintendo released Namco published decision. So there you go. Oh, the only thing I could think of was business reasons to, you know, you got to pay for it to support the online infrastructure. Uh, the only thing I could think Jesse, of to answer your question a little bit further, what was added was marathon mode and CPU battle pack in DLC one and DLC two, a local arena and two player share battle. Got so local arena. Yeah, local. You were able to create a room and play online from the beginning. Right. And I'm sure if we're wrong, someone will come along and correct us. Uh, I hope that the future of online play with your friends is not behind a paywall, but this very well may have tapped into something that is there. Yeah, like that. it's been there for a while, but maybe... Um, now all of a sudden, oh, hey, <laughs> we yeah. can charge them money to play together. Yeah, ugh. Terrible. I didn't. I didn't spend any, so I haven't yet either. So you won't be playing Pac-Man '99 with me. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Patterson asks us this over on Patreon with Salty Tim and Marty. We will need some maple sweet Justin, but why not add a little spice? How about spicy Jesse? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I I don't know how to describe myself. Um, I don't well, get... See, I, baby, the way you come together, like when the chocolate and the popcorn come together, 
you know, peanut butter and jelly, or my favorite, the peanut butter and the marshmallow. You, you mash them together, get a fluff another sandwich, baby. They hit you like a plunder upside the head. About 12 o'clock at night, you're up. You're saying, I don't know what to do. I can't go to sleep. I, I just need a little, I need a little sustenance, right? And so you get the bread, you get the peanut butter, you, you smear it on there, you slide it on there. And then you get the marshmallow fluff. And you and you put it on there, and baby. Let me tell you what. You take that first bite. It's like magic. It's like a it's like a blue collar working man dream. You know what I mean? Chris asks, "Has anyone ever heard of Jesse Angry?" My thought was, "My kids sure as all have." <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Or that video you did. I don't know did. that I have. I, 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 don't know I, 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 heard you I, I, I usually keep myself in check when I'm on camera. But yeah, that one one video with that one game, I came really close. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you want to see close to angry Jesse, there you go. He, he says maybe we don't want to see angry Jesse. My kids <laughs> would agree with that statement. Look, I think if we see uh, angry Jesse, that's going to be like a sign. I think you know what I'm saying like a. Let me ask you guys this question. Do you guys have the dad voice? The the the, the dad is mad voice. Because yes, in fact. Oh yeah. <laughs> when oh, um, yeah. Back, I, I haven't yeah you know, I haven't done this in years, but I you know I used to I used to host a poker game at the local bar, one uh, on the weekends, and I, sometimes I would bring my kids in to help with table moving, so they can do the, yes. the grunt work while I'm dealing with the game, and uh, I was trying to get the players back in from a break. And so I would go into my, you know, low, deep carrying dad voice. voice. Yes. And, yeah. And then and that's what Kim said. He goes, you just used your dad voice on the poker players. Yes. I'm like, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, bring that up because I've been mentioned, I've been told that too. It was like, I've had to like uh, doing a, a conference or a, um, not a conference, but a, just a, a training session. And people were on break networking and stuff like that. And the lady was trying to get people's attention. Her voice was just wasn't, you know, getting their attention. So I said, you want me to help you get them, you know, back in? And so yeah. she, she was like, sure. And then I, I turn raised my voice, voice right? turned on the dad voice and said, all right, we're ready to get back started and all that kind of stuff. And everybody just stopped. It got quiet. Nobody said anything. They looked at me and then they all went back in there <laughs> like they were in trouble. And somebody said the same thing. Like you just did the dad voice on everybody. Let me ask you this. Have, do you guys have the dad eyes where you can look at your, like you. Oh yes. Talk. Yes. Like you can look across the room and be like, Yep, they know exactly uh, what's wrong if you do. If I you probably have done that before. Well, I would tell you what. It's it, the dad it look. Works, it's the dad it look. works some. But when my kids were little, I could snap my fingers across the room and look at them, and they would know. Like, they would just, like, immediately, they just begin to confess. I'm so, I'm, <laughs> right. Uh, I, I, I should never should. I'm, I'm sorry for breathing <laughs> air. Uh, you know? Yes. That's a good dad. Like, you got to. I And, like I, like, I had a lifetime of that being used on me. Like for mm -hmm. my mom and dad. Oh yeah. That, that is not, that is not something you get, like you go out and buy or something that you just, you, that's, that's ingrained. In your you. children know not to cross that line when yeah, you like, got a certain look on your face. Yeah. Or when you say something like, we'll, we will deal with this later. Oh yeah. They hate that. My kids hate that. They were like, ah, they, they hate the suspense. Talk about later. Talk about later. <laughs> Yeah, it's just well, like no. Out. No, yeah, let's just later. deal with it right now. It's like nope. 
No, not, not right why? now. This is and not the time, place. One time I told my daughter, I said, you know why that we're not dealing with it right now? Let me tell you why we're not dealing with it right now. Because if we deal with it right now, you're not going to like what happens. Yeah, right. You, you want me mean, not angry when we have this conversation. I need you to walk away so yes. that I can get unangry and then I'll deal with you. I need to cool off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, Spicy Jesse, maybe he'll show up on next week's show. Uh, jalapeno. What? Jalapeno Jesse. There yes, we go. Artisanal sandwiches. I uh, love it. Uh, about, uh Bruce, actually, this is Bruce Patterson, too. He asked this on Twitter. Out of all of the discussions of which Zelda games will be presented this anniversary year, what Legend of Zelda games do you think will definitely not show up? All of them. Besides Triforce Heroes? Uh, Triforce Heroes probably not. We already got our game. Oh, yeah, we're getting Skyward Sword. No more games. There's no more coming now. That's it. I keep, I keep, I'm preparing my mind that Nintendo's going to do their Nintendo thing and not do the same thing they did for uh, Mario. It's going to be totally different. I'm going to walk out on a limb here and say this. I think it would be easy to joke around and say it's going to be the Wanda Chameleon, right? Like some of these CDI games. <laughs> uh, they're not showing up. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to walk out on a limb here and say this. I, it's going to be the original Legend of Zelda. It's not showing up. They're not doing anything with it. They're not going to remake it. They're not going to. They're not going to book. They're not going to bump it. They're not going to do anything. It's going to be the original. They don't care about it anymore. Now, if they do a remake, are they going to fix the spelling errors in Peninsula? Oh, they should. <laughs> but, nope, uh, they're going to leave it me, just the way it is. Part of me wishes they wouldn't. It's just you know, and you know, in the, in the opening uh, credit scroll, or they misspelled Ganon. Yeah, the, the, they did fix that in the in the uh, Game Boy Collector's Edition. It was uh, it G A N N O N? Yeah, Ganon. <laughs> it's the evil Ganon. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, what, any other games you guys think are not going to show up? I, oh, not show up. Um, I, I don't think anything else is going to show up. Maybe one thing will show, well, another thing. So, but I would say it's easier for me to say one thing will show up than it is how many won't show up. Cause I think, again, they all won't show up. Yeah. Well, we like, might I, get I, Four Swords uh, Anniversary Edition again. <laughs> That's the one yeah, thing I think I'm Force, thinking of. I think Four Swords has a chance. I think the Seasons games have a chance, which means there's a chance it won't as well. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, I, I maybe that's something Nintendo will work out with Capcom saying, hey, let's release your three uh, Zelda games out on a package or something. Yeah, I think know. that was one of my predictions this year. Yeah. So, yes, Reed, Spirit Tracks definitely won't come back. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in, Reed. Yeah, all the, the DS games. Although, <laughs> although, did they not just file a trademark for Phantom Hourglass recently? I think they I did. Don't follow those as much as I used to, but I think they just refiled the trademark for Phantom Hourglass. So either they're just protecting intellectual property, or maybe they're remaking it to work on the Switch. That would be the one they remake to bring to the Switch because I already have that one. I want Spirit Tracks. Well, and if it sells good, Tim, then we'll get Spirit yes. Tracks. Maybe they'll bring both in a package. Who knows? Yeah. Are they going to have to map the microphone to a button because there isn't one? It'll be an accessory. You got to remember, Nintendo does not Put, put does it into accessories. the USB slot on the bottom. Exactly. 
Bluetooth headset. That's what the Bluetooth is for. There you go. There you go. Uh, Maybe it'll be in a package together and it'll be Phantom Tracks. Yes. There you go. (laughs) I like it. Legend of Zelda Phantom Tracks. Spirit Glass. I don't know. Man, that's should, a different game. <laughs> I know. I tried playing fan, uh, Spirit Tracks a few years ago and didn't get very far. I should probably try Phantom Hourglass. I really again. loved that game. I thought it was was pretty good. I, I actually liked it better than Phantom Hourglass. I think it did everything the first one did way better. But That's what, what, you, that's what you expect from sequels, right? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish out the show today with a voicemail from Mecha Dragon 101. So, hey, welcome to uh, me, Mecha Dragon 101. Decided to ask my question via voice message again this time. Uh, my question this week is pretty simple. Um, um, with all everyone always talking about how big the backlog's been going, just curious, like, um, what's your best advice on how on getting rid of the backlog, getting rid of games in the backlog? And also, where do you find time to, um, play set games on your backlog? Like, do you guys have a system? Is it like a specific game that you, you focus on, or? You try to like play a lot of things at once. All right, if you have any questions, I'll be in the chat if anything. And uh, looking forward to the podcast later tonight. Thank you so much, Dad. Looking forward to it. Bye. That's a great question. I, so, I, I think we each have our own strategy on how we handle so it. So basically, what he's asking he, here one is one of which includes we don't handle it. Right. How do you handle <laughs> your backlog and you catalog it? Uh, how do you clear your backlog? Um, for me, I developed my backlog. Like I, I basically said, these are the games that I know feasibly that I want to play and I want to finish. I put them in a backlog note on my phone prior to Animal Crossing coming out. The plan was to have all of them finished before Animal Crossing came out. That was the plan. How uh, successful was this plan? Um, I actually did a couple of them. I actually beat a few of them. Hmm. Um let me see if I can. If, this is bad because I won't be able to find it now. Uh, games. Uh, well, while he's digging uh, for that, yeah, I'll yeah, give, you, I'll do give that my, you do that. Uh, I'll give my answer. Um, I don't have a curated list. I just kind of know some games in the back of my head. Like I, I started Dragon Quest Swords when we did uh, Bobby's. Uh, fundraiser and I want to go back to it but I haven't gotten around to playing it again. Uh, I want to play Dragon Quest 9 because I haven't played that since it was new and that and that was like the that and 8 are the only mainline Dragon Quest games I haven't played in the last year and a half. But uh but so basically if I'm not playing anything new, I'll poke at something old. But as soon as something new and shiny comes along, unless I'm like really deep into it that I don't want to leave until I'm done. Then, uh, then, like, sometimes, so it depends on what game's out, which is why I didn't play Dragon Quest Eleven when it first came out, because I was in the middle of playing something else that I didn't, didn't want to be interrupted by and didn't get a chance to play that until December. Hmm. But that's kind of my strategy. I have a two or three games in the back of my head that I want to get to, and they rotate. Yeah. Twilight Princess is in there somewhere. And then as soon as I start playing it, they're going to announce the Switch version. Exactly. Yep. All right. So uh, here it is. Games to complete before I buy another game. That's what this is called. So uh, on here I beat, uh, well, at one point it was it said Fortnite Battle Pass. I don't wonder which one that was. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy, Inmost, WWE 2K20, The Tourist, Pokemon Shield, 
Jedi Fallen Order, Messenger DLC, Doom, Gree, and New Super Lucky's Tale. I finished all those games. However, uh, there's uh, 20 other or more games on here uh, <laughs> that I've not yet checked off. So, And yes. I haven't added to it in a while. And I've added games to my Switch. Uh, I think the strategy for you, if you want to do it, is uh, delete all your financial information off your Switch and don't buy any more games. Yeah, which is partly why I dove into the $30 DLC so quick with Pac-Man is because I I purposely ma- try to maintain a balance of at least $100. So if that game comes out that I want to buy, I can buy it without it affecting my checkbook that week. Yeah. And then over time, I'll replenish it back to where it were to that stable state. So, and that has bitten me more than it helped me, but it's still something I try to do. Tim, what about you? Backlog strategy. So my strategy is to have no strategy. No, (laughs) it's it's essentially whatever I'm in the mood for I'll play. And usually if something new, like Jesse was saying, new and shiny comes out, I'm usually if I am lucky enough to get that game, I will play it. And if it holds my attention long enough, I will play it to the end. So and that's usually the catch. I'll know a game is good or people will know a game is good for me if if I'm going to finish the game. Um, not always. Not, I guess it's not always true that way, though, too, because there's some games I really want to go back and finish. But there's just something new like that I want to finish. Like I still want to finish The Outer Worlds. Um, but I stopped playing it because I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. So I haven't gone anytime I go any type of big game like that. I'm going to take my time and just kind of, you know, work my way through. Pokemon Snap comes out, then Rise will go on the back shelf. I'm not getting Snap. (laughs) I'm not getting Snap. So because I like two weeks from that, we're like two weeks away from that, aren't we? Yeah, Yeah, it's the end of the month. Last Friday of the month. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Right now, I'm not getting it. Sam may want it, and he might ask for it for his birthday, so I might see it then. Uh, but I have no interest in the game, Snap. I have no interest in it, because, and yeah. nor, nor do I have any nostalgia, because I never had a Nintendo 64. Yeah, it's April 30th, three weeks out. So, But for me, it's uh, I'm playing the games that I want to play at the moment, what I'm feeling in the mood for, uh, and then I'll go and play it. Or if there's something that I want to go back and finish, which I did with the... Shinsekai into the depths there were things that stopped me from playing it because I was trying out another game or going to play another game and then I had to put that on pause but then I eventually went back to finish it and I did that also with Luigi's Mansion Luigi's Mansion I had to you know I had since it launched in October of that year that year that it launched and then I put it on pause because of other things I was playing especially during the holiday season and trying out different things or indie games or whatever. And then I eventually came back to it and beat that. So I do have, there'll be those one games that I do want to get back to, to beat. And I get back to that. Um, once I've gotten through whatever else, like when I'm done with monster hunter rise, then I'll probably go back to the outer worlds unless something else new comes out that I want to try. But right now, thankfully it's slow on the Nintendo side for me. So, uh, but not so good when you are interested in a lot of the third party games and stuff. Right. So, yeah, that's a great question. Hope you uh, succeed over your, uh, your backlog there, Mecca, or just uh, (laughs) 
even just knock a few things off of it there. Well, one th- one thing too, I'll say is if he, I think he mentioned something about streaming the backlog too. Um, I would say that you could knock out your backlog because the biggest thing about streaming is scheduling, having a calendar. Mm-hmm. So if you have a calendar and you let your viewers know what you're going to be playing, you can say on these days, I'm going to play this specific game in my backlog. And you, you, that's the game you're always playing on that day or days. And then eventually you knock it out. Um, I would say, um, um, shoot, what, uh, there was another guy that I watched. I can't think of his name. Uh, he's another prime name, I think, too. Uh, he was in our community <laughs> for a while there, but uh, I can't think of his name. Um, and I feel bad because I can't think of his name right now. Probably because I haven't seen him in there dropping uh, his links in our channel anymore. But um Shell Shock. Shell Shock, thank you. Yeah, Shell Shock Prime. Yeah, he's still in the community. Um, thankfully. He hasn't left us because we don't come watch his Twitch enough. <laughs> but uh yeah, he he does a lot of that too. He'll actually do like an alphabet list or anything like that where he'll say, Okay, I'm gonna do this letter and and I'll be playing through that game. Um and stuff like that. So I've seen and then you got the backlog uh uh, podcast too that does that too i think where they they specifically they'll stream the specific game they're going to be working on in their backlog so that's another way to i think to attack that type that type of thing in your backlog yeah be a perfect way to do it just uh and hey racking up some extra stream hours as well yes well, guys that's been episode 321 of the nintendo dads podcast uh we want to thank you for listening thank you for watching uh, or watching along as well on twitch and YouTube, where we now on YouTube have over 5,300 subscribers. Thank you guys so much for continuing to subscribe to the channel here. Also on Twitch, we're almost at 1,000 followers. And we want to say thank you to our 15 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities. That's right. If you subscribe to us on Twitch, you get in the Discord as well. We also want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Catronio, and Christopher Waring. And remind you, you can head over to NintendoDads.org for all of our videos, tweets, podcast episodes, a link to our Patreon page, and Nintendo Dads merch from our Public store. You can find us in most places just by typing in Nintendo Dads wherever you are. You can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com or call in like MechaDragon101 and leave a voicemail at 929-25-IN-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And it's a reminder that we make at the end of every show, go to your podcast app of choice, wherever you download the show from, wherever you subscribe to us, and leave us a written review and five stars. It helps other people find the show so they can enjoy it along with you. So for me, for Tim, for Jesse, and Marty, real quick. Mm. Sorry to interrupt, real quick. I wanted to say something real quick that we don't do enough of, and that's thank you, Jesse, for always being here every week and doing the work you put in to make sure that the show gets running. So thank you very much, Jesse. Every bit of our audio magic that you hear, it is Mr. Waldeck. Thank you. He does all the work. We just uh, show up. We just sit here and look pretty, right? I guess, yeah. Big thanks to Jesse for always pulling through for us. 
That's been episode 321 of the show. For me, for Tim, for Jesse, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet?